No, I'm sorry. Rabosai. We are Dafsari Aleph. We are two lines from the top, the second and the last word of the line. We learned in the Mishnah, he said, We said, a person can stand in one domain, I can stand in the private domain, and manipulate objects in the public domain, and we're not afraid that I'm going to take the object from the public to the private, but... But I'm not allowed to move it for Amos and the Rishis Rabbim. That'll be the same as if I carried Rishis Rabbim. It's a problem. I, the Gemara says, now, so, oh, so now that's the problem. So it says, the interesting, the problem is the Mishnah said, don't do it. It didn't say, and if you carry for Amos, you're chayv. So we don't know what's the, what's the thing. It said, don't do it. We know that. So now it says, ah, oh, So I say, oh, must be what? Don't do it. And if you did do it, if you did carry for Amos in the public domain from the private, you'd be obligated to bring a sacrifice. It'd be, it'd be a, a transgression of a Torah perdition. You have to bring a sacrifice. This should support Rava's position because remember, when you pick something up and, you, and you're going to carry it, now we, 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 didn't, we didn't explain this, but Rashi and our Mishnah told us that what's the case of a person being in a private domain and manipulating an object in the public domain, moving it around? So either he's doing it through a door or a window or he's on the roof. Of a, of a house, he's in a private domain, manipulating objects below him in the public domain. Now the point is here: what? So if you're going to pick it up and put it down, so the guy is going to be the guy's going to be picking it up and moving it through an airspace above ten of the rishis of the public domain. We always have a problem. Remember, above ten in the public domain is is a, is a free space. So what's the law? If I pick it up in the public domain, move it through this, I lift it up and move it through the free space, and then put it down back in the public domain again below ten, is that considered a Torah transgression or not? So the way we, the way we said now, if it says don't do it, and we assume it, if you did do it, you're going to be obligated to bring a sacrifice. Lehman Messiah, Lehman Rav, this will support Rav's position. If a person moves something from the beginning of four to the end of four in the public domain, pick it up below ten, put it down below ten, but he carried it above himself. In other words, he carried it above ten in the public domain. The whole intervening four was above ten. Chayev, he's obligated he's to bring a sacrifice from the Torah. That's considered a Torah pro- to prohibition as long as you picked it up in the, in the below ten. Put it down below ten? Put it, picked it up from the street, put it down on the street, even though you, pay, even though you actually, the transfer was above, a uh, four hours was above 10, it's still obligated from the Torah. The Gemara says, no, get out of here. That doesn't support him necessarily. Why? It never said it. The Mishnah said, don't do it. It didn't say if you do it, you're going to have to bring a sacrifice. It didn't say if he did it, he's going to be chayev a chatos. It never, it never said it. Okay, it, it never said it. Dilma im hotzi potav also. Maybe it's the other way. Maybe if he did it, don't do it. And the reason it said don't do it because it was forbiddingly prohibited. But if he did do it, he would be exempt. But for, but it's forbidden. It just said don't do a forbidding prohibition. How do you know it's a proof to rubber that it's a, that it's a, that it's a Torah prohibition? Ikadami. Some people learn the Mishnah this way. Ha hotzi potav also. The other way you can say, ah, oh, I said don't do it. And you notice it didn't say yuchayev chatas. It said don't do it. Ah, don't do it. Meaning what? Don't do it uh, because it's a forbidding prohibition. But if you did do it, you'd only be you'd. It would, it would, you'd be exempt from, it, from punishment, from a Torah punishment, but you'd be forbidden from the rabbis. I lay metevi tuf to the rabbis. So now this will be a knockout blow to, to rabba. Why? Because rabba said, if you're going to pick it up in the public domain and put it down in the public domain and carry it above yourself for the for, for the for the for the intervening four amas, that you are chayiv. And now we're saying what? That Mishnah, from the way that it spoke, it said, don't do it, implies don't do it. But if you did do it, you won't be chayiv chato. So it's against rabba. So the Gemara says, no. Miktani says, get out. He says, It didn't say, don't do it. And if you did do it, you'll be exempt. But it's forbidden. Don't do it. And it could be, don't do it. If you did do it, you're chatas. No, you could really, we could really inf- make inferences from the language of the Mishnah either way. And therefore, we can't say it's a support of Rama, nor can we say that it's a, a challenge to Rama.
We said that a per, okay, we said in a mission that a person can't stand in the private domain and urinate into the public domain, etc. And vice versa. Amra Yosef Hishtin Virak. Okay, Let's say a person did do this. If a person urinated from the private domain, standing in the private to the public, or the reverse, or spitting from the private to the public, or the reverse, the person is obligated to bring a sacrifice. It is a Torah prohibition. Okay, but like one second, but don't we have to? We know the rule of carrying or transferring that you have to pick it up from a place of four and put it down in a place of four. And and uh, and the, the place where the urine or the or the or the or the, or the spit comes from is not for Tzvachim. Okay, the answer is Gemara says the famous answer we've each had, and we really, this has to be worked on. We're going to say it simply. This guy has to go to the bathroom. He needs to spit, and by the fact that he he must do what he's doing, he wants to do what he's doing very specifically. His thoughts make the make the the mouth or the place where the urine comes from makes it like it's four by four. He gives it that value. If you don't say that there's such a thing, that, that what? That your thoughts can turn a place that's not physically four by four into a legally four by four. How would I explain what Rav said in another place? A person purposely threw it and it landed in the mouth of a dog. He purposely threw it, he wants to, let's say, burn it up in the in the furnace for whatever reason. And it, and it goes right into the mouth of the, of the oven. The person is obligated to bring a sacrifice. I've all been on Gabi Makamarba Veleka. Well you need four by four, you don't have it. The the mouth of the oven or the mouth of the dog is not four by four. The answer is Al Mashafta Mashavali Makam again because he's very specific or very intent in great intent to put it right there in the mouth of the oven and the mouth of the dog turns that those areas into four by four. You have to say the same thing over here. He, the fact that he wants to urinate or spit turns the source of the urine or the spit into four by four. Boy, Rav Rav asked this question: What if he's standing in the private domain, and the opening of his of his of his organ is in the public is in the public domain? So I don't know what to do now. Did he go? Is the urinating from pub, from private to public or not? Pardon me. I didn't read it. He he's standing in the private domain. Piyama b'shusarabim, and the and the, or, the opening of his organ is in the is in the public domain. Basar kiraslin. Let's look. Do we go to the place where it's originally uprooted from, which is his body, which is in the private domain? Basar yitziaslin. Do we go to the to the to the opening of his of his of his organ, which is in the public domain? So no, did he did he go from private to public? Did he go from public to public? The Mar says teku. That is, we let that stand. We don't solve it. We don't have a solution. Now, we said that you, you're not allowed to spit. Now, Rehuda told us a tremendous Chiddush, that once spit collects in a person's mouth, it's considered no longer part of his body, and if he walked four amas in the public domain, it's like he carried a burden, the spit, four amas in the public domain. Do you want to say that Rabbi Yehuda said that even when he didn't swish it around in his mouth? We're going to see in a minute that in another place Rabbi Yehuda said that the spit doesn't become separate from a person's body, a new separate thing, okay, until the person swishes it around. And here it sounds like Rabbi Yehuda is holding that the second it collects, even though he hasn't swished it, it's already a separate thing, and that's why he's obligated for carrying it. I didn't we learn? Now, look, let's just review these laws. Remember we learned that, 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 uh, that uh, the rabbi said that anybody's hands aren't washed are automatically considered a sheni latuma. That's going to mean that if they will touch uh, truma, produce of truma, that's fit to become tame, it will, it will disqualify that truma, okay, if he touches it. But we have another rule. Nothing can become tame unless it's been prepared by having one of the seven liquids on it. For our purposes now, we're going to say water, okay? And now, spit... 
is going to be water, but it has to be, we're going to have to see whether the spit is water when it's uh, a spit is water only when it's distinguished from the body. So now we're going to have to see. So now, so we learned the following. One second. You, we're going to show you now when it came to these laws of making the truma tame, we're going to see that that the, that the spit is not considered water, i.e., not the body. Uh, until the person swished it, and so over here also we're surprised that you're calling it a burden before the before the something that he's carrying before he swished it. Because we learned a person was eating uh, uh, pressed pressed figs, uh, um, pressed figs uh, uh, with unwashed hands. Okay, they're, they're in his mouth, no problem. But then and it's and it's truma by the way, and the, and the, the figs that he's eating is truma. And he stuck his hand into his mouth. He told Shor to take a stone out. Now what's the problem? Now his hand unwashed has come in contact with this with this wet truma that's wet from the spit. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says it's tummy. Why? Because the spit is considered to be liquid, and there's no, there's no, there's no question whatsoever. It's, it's, it's already some, it's already liquid, separate from his body. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says no, because the, because the, because the, so long as the spit is still in his mouth, he didn't spit it out. It's part of his body, and it's not going to be considered a separate liquid to prepare the pressed figs to become tummy. He says it depends. It's not black or white. It depends. He says If he swished it around in his mouth, he turned it over in his mouth. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Th- then it's tummy. Then it's already a separate liquid, and it makes the and it makes the pressed figs tum- prepared to become tummy. They become tummy from the guy's hand. But if he didn't swish it over, he didn't turn it over in his mouth. Then it's tahar. Why? Because it's not considered a separate liquid. It's still part of his body. So we have a question over here in our mission. How could he say that the second it collects in your mouth, even though he didn't swish it, it's already considered a burden? Okay. Am Rabbi Yochan. Rabbi Yochan says, "Ah, He says, "Okay, so you don't. You have to say that you'd have changed his mind." In our Mishnah, he held that the second that the spit collects, it's already considered separate from the body, and therefore it's a burden, and you're for carrying it. But, but later he changed his mind in the Machshir, and he taught us that, that the spit is only a separate from his body once he swished it over. But if he didn't swish it over, it's not. You don't have to go so far. You don't have to say that Yehuda changed his mind. He, okay? It, it, rather what? There's a difference in two things. And even though our Mishnah said the word rok, okay, when our Mishnah said, when our Mishnah was speaking, it wasn't speaking about, our Mishnah wasn't speaking about spit, but it was speaking about mucus. And that's a, that's a different story. So when it's, when, so therefore, you know, what, what, you, what you cough up, Okay, and that is already the second that the second it comes out of the chest into the mouth, it's already considered separate from the mouth. So you don't need to swish it over. Our mission was really speaking about what? We're speaking about the mucus that you coughed up. It's already separate from the body. And in Machshir, and he was talking about real spit spit that's in your mouth. So even when it collects, it's not separate until you swish it over. I have a problem. Now, now a lot of I'm gonna say this the way I understand it. There's a hard piece over here. Everybody has hard, hard you know, has to work hard to explain. Says, didn't we learn in Rice that Rehud himself said his, his mucus that collected, okay, uh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't walk for Amos because you'll be carrying it. I, my love, Rokvin Itlasha, doesn't that imply from the fact that he said in a different place? The fact that he said what he went he used the word exactly, he said mucus and Yuchayev. He says, Rokvin Itlash, our, our Mishnah must be talking about what? Must really be speaking about uh, spit. That was collected, and even the, and even though what even though it wasn't swished over, since in another place in the same exactly the same law he said the word mucus here it must mean what real spit and not mucus. You can't say what you're saying, Reish Lakish. It really means it really means spit. 
Because over there he differentiated. He said mucus and said the law. So here must have really meant spit. Where says lo? He says bekichovinit lash. He says no. It's it's still we can still say what uh, our Mishnah is uh, the the the, the Bryce is speaking, the, even though the even though the Bryce is differentiated and talked about mucus, we can still say here that with that 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 even though he differentiated over there, here we were still also just talking about mucus, like Reish Lakish said. This is yours truly. You can scream and yell at me. Okay, uh, but afterwards. Okay, I I have a hot Tanya. Rabbi Yudo Omer, didn't we learn one second? I still have a kashrash lock. you want to tell me our mission is talking about mucus and only mucus doesn't have to be swished over to be part a separate part of the body? Didn't we learn, Rabbi Yudo Omer, we learned Bryce where he says explicitly, ki nitlash, his, his mucus that was gathered, v'chein roko nitlash, and also spit that was gathered, lo yelechar ba'amos, achiyark, you cannot walk for amos until you spit it out. Well, that's clear as a bell. He said them both. And he only said what? Collected and he didn't say swished over. So how are you going to say Rish Lakish says that that, that, that that mucus has a different law, it's all the same law. Mucus and spit both are considered a separate part of the body, even without even without swishing them over. And the Chabat Yashim Rikara says, it's better to say, we have satisfactory to say, like Rabbi Yochum explained this, it must be in our Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda held that what? That split, even when you don't swish it over, is already, is already once it collects, it's separate from the body. And he changed his mind, and he said later in Machshirim, he said that spit is not a separate part, separate from the body until you swish it over. Amr Eish Rabbi Eish said, Kiech Bifnei Rabbo, any person Who's, who, who coughs up uh, uh, um, spit, uh, coughs up mucus in front of his rabbi, he is, uh, 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 he is, he is chayiv misa. He's obligated to be killed by the heavens. Because the guy's acting in such a gross way, and it says anybody, it, the Pasik says anybody who hates me, okay, loves death. I'll tikre limisanai, okay, don't, don't read, to the ones who hate me, okay, no, it's what? It means what? To the ones who make other people hate me. Anybody who behaves in such a gross fashion makes people hate the Torah. We said, one second, but why is he chayiv? Why is he, why is he being just so Really punished. He, 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 it's against his rules, but he has to, he has to, he has to cough up. Then he says, "Kiach for rock coming." It's talking where he coughed it up and he spit it out. Coughing up, you're right. It's again, that's a, that's a, that's against his will. He has no choice. He has to cough it up. That's not considered gross behavior. But spitting it out in front of his rebbe, that's what it meant. You coughed it up and spit it out, that's considered gross behavior, which which warrants a severe punishment. Kiach for rock Okay, like we said. Now we said a new Mishnah. Now we said the opposite. We said a minute ago we said you could I could stand in the private domain and manipulate an object in the public domain. I could stand in the public and do it in the private. Now we say the opposite. A person shouldn't stand in the private domain and drink in the public domain. He's standing in one place and he's and he's he's got a utensil. He's drinking in the public domain. He can't stand in the public domain and drink in the in the private domain. What's the reason why? Because we're afraid he's going to take the cup or the utensil they drink with and bring it back. Well, one second. A minute ago, you told me that I can manipulate objects to the opposite domain, and I'm not afraid I'm going to bring the object back. You, you make, you, one mission is contrary to the other. Okay? So they, but he, but I, I'm just saying it right now. So he says that The only way I'm allowed to drink in one domain, if I'm standing in others, I have to basically put the most of myself into the domain I'm drinking. You have to put your head and your most of your body into the domain you're drinking. Otherwise, we're afraid you're going to bring back the, the, the utensil into the domain you're standing in. The way we're going to read it now, the same rule will apply when you're drinking from over the wine press. Yeah, either If you don't put the, your head and most of your body over it, you're not allowed to stand in a different domain of the wine press and drink. So now Gemara says, what's going on? What I'm saying, a minute ago, the first Mishnah, you said like the, like, like the rabbi's opinion, the Seifa on this Mishnah is like Rabbi Meir. Later we learned that Rabbi Meir says, I can't stand in one domain, pick up a key and unlock a door in the other domain. 
It's like, yes, then one day we pick up a key and unlock a door in another domain. So, so our Mishnah that we just said now, because it's afraid you're going to take the utensil back to where you're standing, that's where we are. A minute ago, we learned that we learned the halacha like the rabbis. What's going on? Mishnah, Mishnah, back to back, with no, not attributed to anybody contradictory? On Rabbi Yosef, he says, he says, no, he says, it's not a contradiction. He says, this Mishnah is everybody's opinion. Why? Here, you need this, you need this, the, these objects. Okay, this guy's drinking. Okay, but did we call? Everybody agrees, but in this case, even the rabbis. Rabbis agree, not just Rabbi Meir, that, you, that we're afraid you're going to take the drinking cup back. You're drinking. You need to be drinking water. So, of course, here in this case, we're really afraid that you're going to take the cup from the, from the domain you're drinking in and bring it back to where you are unless you put your head and most of your body into the domain where you're drinking. And so, therefore, we said, so therefore what? So, here we need, the, here he's drinking. He needs the cup that he's drinking with the other domain in this domain. Over the first mission, we're talking about the places where he doesn't need the utensil that he's manipulating the other domain, the domain that he's standing in. So, it's not necessarily, we can say, both Mishnahis are according to the rabbis, and there's no contradiction. Ibayalu, they had a question in Carmelis Mai. What's the question? Can I stand in a private domain and drink in a, uh, a, a, a private domain or a public domain? Uh, 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 if I, can I, pardon me, can I stand in a Carmelis in a rabbinic domain and drink from the, and drink in a public or a private domain? No, it's the same rule, because of the worst, even if I brought the cup back, I'd only be, be, trans- be committing a rabbinic transgression of carrying the public or private to the rabbinic domain. So that what's the question? Rabbi, he he says makes no difference. He says the same rule applies. That you're not allowed to you're not allowed to to stand in a Carmelis and and drink. You, you can't no, it's, you can't stand in a Carmelis opposite a private or public and drink in the other domain. It doesn't make a difference. Either way, the same prohibition applies. Even though even though it's, you're talking about a rabbinic domain to a private or a public. Um, okay, uh, 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 he says exactly the same, exactly the same rule. So Rose says, "One second, I'm a Rose." He says, "What are you talking about?" Just like I said to you before, he says, "He says he goof exayer." I understand the whole reason why I'm not allowed to stand in one domain and drink in the other domain is lest I'll, lest I will. It's a rabbinic decree, lest I will take the utensil from one domain and bring it back to what I'm standing in. But I'm not nekum v'nigzer gzayer Now that one one of the two domains is a is a, is a rabbinic domain, we're going to make a second decree to a rabbinic decree, e- even carrying from a public or private to the to the rabbinic domain. Is only rabbinic. Now you're going to make a, a second decree that I can't drink in one and, 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 and stand in the other. When the worst that would happen is I would then I would you make a decree. Even if I even if I didn't do, you can make a decree to, to protect. Less I'll do something else. Rabbinic decree that you're going to carry from the public or private to the to the rabbinic. We're going to stand up and make another decree to a decree. We don't make rabbinic decrees to rabbinic decrees. says nope. He says I'll prove what I'm saying is true. I can prove what I'm saying is true from the Mishnah because the Mishnah gave me a case that said I can't stand. In the public or private and drink in the other one. And then it said the same rule applies. Like the, and that's the way we read the Mishnah. If I'm standing in one domain, I can't drink from the gat, the chain begat. The same rule applies by the wine press. When the wine press is the other domain, I can't drink from over the wine press in the other domain, lest I will bring the utensil back to the domain I'm standing in. Now, and he says, and since that's a simple repetition, if it's a simple case of the, of the wine press being one domain and me being another, if it's public-private, private-public, so then it's just the mission that's repeated itself. There's no reason to give me a, two examples of exactly the same thing. So it must be what? Okay, it must be what? That the got is something that's, that is a rabbinic domain. It's, it's four by four and less than ten. It's a carmelist. It's a rabbinic domain. And the chiddush is even what? It's coming to end. The same rule applies even by, even by this wine press, which is what? Which is a rabbinic domain and still unforbidden. 
So that's the Bible says, that's how you know it. Otherwise, the end of the Mishnah would be a repetition. Rav Amar says, no, no. He says, you have to know. He says, Linyan Meiser. That whole second part of the Mishnah, which says that the wine press, it's just saying that physically it's like the first case, but it's an compl- entirely different concept and different idea. In other words, physically the law is the same in both cases. Standing in one domain and drinking from another domain is forbidden, lest I put my, 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 you know, my head most of my body over there. Why is that? Lest I will take the utensil back from one to the other. The same rule applies by the rule of the wine press. It's true that I can't stand in one domain and drink the, drink from the over the drink from the wine press unless I put I, unless I put my I, I, pardon me I can't drink from over the wine press unless I put my head my body over the wine press pardon me that that's the same law I have to put my head and body over the wine press but it has nothing to do with Shabbos has nothing to do with domains it's for a different reason entirely we know that we have to take trumas and mice we have to separate the proper portions from our produce but no produce is obligated to have its portions separated until it's completely processed. But before it's processed, according to the Torah, I can eat and drink. No, there's no problem. The rabbi said, no, I'm sorry. You can't even, 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 rabbinically, we forbid you. However, even rabbinically, we only forbid you if you eat in a permanent, you know, regular fashion. But if you eat or drink in a, in a, in a temporary snack-like fashion, it's not a problem. And even the, even the rabbinic decree doesn't apply. So now we're going to show you that the whole case there is talking about it. physically the law is the same. If I don't put my head and body, I have to put my head and body over the wine press in order to what? In order to make it so that my eating, but my drinking is really just a snacky temporary thing. So that it's, and since it's not finished, why? Because when is wine finished? I didn't explain. Wine is only finished when the wine goes from the wine press into the holding pit, what we call the bore. It has to go down to the holding pit. So while before that point, it's considered unprocessed. According to the rabbis, a permanent drinking will be forbidden a temporary drinking will be permitted so over there he says if you're gonna if you in order to do it that way you're gonna have to put your head in your body over the uh, over the over the wine press okay okay we, uh, okay and that that's really the point why says the same rule applies okay that what now he says, the same thing, he says, that rule of, of also, the wine press is also talking about the separating the portions. The tanan, because we learn, shows you know, gas. The wine that's the wine that's in the wine that's in the in the wine press. You can drink it now. Remember, they always they always they would they would they would dilute their wine with water. It was very strong. He says, "Shosin alagas." You can drink the water. That's the the wine that hasn't gone into the holding pit, so it's still temp. It's 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 not completely processed, so it's eligible for drinking as long as what as long as it's temporary. Shosin alagas bechamin. If I shosin alagas bein okay bechamin. Uh, uh, the first opinion holds Upater. First opinion holds that if I drink over the wine press, whether I dilute it with hot water or whether I do dilute it with cold water, it doesn't make a difference. I, I, I'm exempt from separating anything. Why? Because the fact that it's over the gut, the fact that I'm drinking over the wine press, that itself is temporary enough to make it exempt. This all doesn't matter. Anytime you drink over the wine press, it's temporary and goodbye, Charlie. Rabbi Eliezer and Sadek Machai, Rabbi says no. Machai, Rabbi Eliezer and says no. Once you, you, when it can be temporary if you didn't dilute it. Once you dilute it, I'm sorry, that's called permanent drinking and it's forbidden, you have to, forbidden according to the rabbis, even though it's not completely processed, you must separate Shumas and 
Maishas. That's a bit, that's sufficient. But Chacham Romim, the Rabbis say no, it depends. If you dilute it with hot water, in which case you, and you're not going to, you, you'll have to drink everything that you diluted because you can't throw it back because the hot water is going to ruin the wine. So that makes it permanent. Since you can drink everybody, all the wine that you took out, it's not just a tasty taste. And therefore, you, therefore you're obligated to take Trumas and Maishas. Why? Because you've already, you've already, it's already considered permanent. But if you, if you dilute it with cold water, Potter, you're exempt from uh, from trumasimaisis from because there you can drink a little sip from the cup and throw it back because because cold dilution is not going to ruin the rest of the wine. But the whole point is here what? But you can only drink over the wine press. That's the point. So our mission was talking about just physically the two laws happen to coincide. Just like I have to have to drink from one domain to the other, I have to put the majority of myself over into the other domain. Here too, I have to put myself over the wine press. But as the wine press law has nothing to do with Shabbos, nothing to do with domain. It's just a way of saying that I'm drinking in a temporary fashion. It's just physically uh, of the same. Okay, new Mishnah. Adam. Now let's just let's just let's get one thing out of the way to understand. There are there are different. They, they had flat roofs that to get the water uh, uh, off the roof and away from the house, not to ruin the house. So they had. We have to differentiate between between a a. A, they, but they'll, they'll chance that it's gutters and spouts. But the point is like this: there's one pipe that's right next to the roof, and it's and it's really there to collect the water. The, the water from the roof collects into that, and it throws it away from the it, and it tosses it away from the from the house. Okay, that's that's what we'll call a gutter, and it's it, 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 its job is to actually get the water away from the roof and away from the house, so it's not ruin the house. There's a rain pipe which comes down, a spout, okay, or a rain pipe, which comes way, which comes down, and it sticks out from the roof. The top, other one we'll see is close to the top of the roof, it's close to the roof, it's within three tzvachim of the roof. The other one comes down, and it's going to be, it's going to stick out, and it's going to be away, three tzvachim away from the roof, the rain pipe, okay? So now we said, from this gutter, a person's allowed to put a utensil under and collect the water that's coming out of it. Okay, 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 if it's below 10 tzvachim. Now, the truth is, it doesn't matter, even if it's above, that's not the point. The main point is what? That he is not, he knows, if the, even though the water is coming from the roof, a private domain, he's standing, let's say, he's standing in a public domain, it doesn't matter because. He's collecting from an area, of one, as long as he's not collecting it directly from the pipe, he's collecting it from air above, not collecting from private domain to public, and taking it to a public, he's collecting it from the air above the public domain, which is a zero, it's a complete free space, and it makes no difference. Okay, no, no pardon me, and certainly, and even if it's below 10, and if it's below 10, it's certainly fine, he collected it from the pipe, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's from public to public. We said, we said below 10, but it really doesn't matter, either way it's going to be fine. You'll see in a minute. Okay? And from the rain spout, it, but you notice it said that he can only collect it. He can collect it, but which implies what? He can't put his mouth or directly put the utensil against the gutter uh, and collect it. That'll be forbidden. Okay, as we'll see in a minute. But from the rain pipe, he, he, can, he can drink any way he wants. He doesn't have to collect it uh, collect it as it falls from the pipe. He can put his mouth to the pipe or even put the utensil right next to the pipe. Now the Gemara says, you told me from the, from the gutter pipe, you told me I'm only allowed to put the utensil below it and collect it, but I can't put my mouth to the pipe or the, or the utensil to the pipe. Why? Okay, my time. Why not? Okay, you only let me collect it. You didn't let me put it directly. Because we're talking about a gutter which is within three tzvachim of the roof. Since it's within three tzvachim of the roof, the gutter itself is going to be considered what? Just like the roof, within three is connected. It's like that's a private domain. So if you put your mouth to the gutter or you put, you put your utensil to the gutter, you are taking from the private domain 
and then putting it to the public domain. The Kopach of Shosha, anything that's within three, less than three of the, of the, of the roof is like the roof itself. We really learn that explicitly. A person can stand in his private domain, and he can lift his hand up above ten Tzvachim, Okay, lefachos mishlosha samach lagag bekolet. He put his hand up to another, to to the next to the, the house of another guy whose roof is a separate roof. He can put his hand up within three of the of the roof. Okay, bekolet, and he can grab the water that comes off it. That's not a, that's not a problem. Okay, a bavad tarif. The only thing, but he cannot put his hand against the wall of the house within three. Why? Because then he's going to be collecting from the private domain of his friend to his private domain, and we, and we can't carry from private domain to private domain according to the, according to the rabbis. But if, he just, but if it just falls into his hand, uh, uh, that's, not, that's not a problem, okay? Uh, that's not, that's, if it just falls into his hand, it's not a problem. Okay, Tanya there's, there's a problem here, but I'm going to let that go. <laughs> We learned another brace at the same point that, that, that there's a special problem of directly taking something from within three rachim of the roof. They're taking directly from the private domain of the roof. He says, A person shouldn't stand in a private domain and lift his hands up above ten tzvachim above his rishus. Uh, and he's going to put his hand up to, to within three tzvachim of his friend's roof. And he's going to put his hand right next to the uh, right next to the wall, okay, or to the or to the roof within three. Avakolidu, but what he can do is he can just collect it from the midair, okay, and bring it back for shows and he can drink it. That's not a problem. That's not considered the domain of his friend. That's his domain. Okay, good. Okay, Minatsino, okay, that, there's a problem, there's a little debate we can do whether he's standing in his, his domain or the public domain. Good. Okay, Minatsino, Mikoma, Komshosa. Okay, we said now, we understood that from the pipe you can drink either way. You can drink by collecting from midair or by putting your mouth, the utensil, next to the, next to the rain pipe. Tana, okay, we, and, and we, uh, okay, no, uh, okay, no, we're going to see. Tana, we learn. If the rain pipe has, is four by four, Okay, uh, four by four, and it's at least three tzvachim tall. Also, then you're not allowed to drink directly from it or to put your utensil there. Then you'll be taken from one domain to the other because once it's four by four, it's its own rabbinic domain, and you're forbidden to drink directly from it or to collect directly or to collect uh, directly from it. Now, the only reason why do we have to say? That the <coughs> why do we have to say that the rain pipe is below ten? Because the Tana wants to teach us. Rashi tells us that what that from that that it's mutter either the rain pipe once it's below ten. In, no matter what, you can do it. You can do it either way. You can do it by drinking directly or by or by, by collecting or by drinking directly. But once it once it once it above ten, you're not allowed to do it uh, by by doing it directly. Why? Because we're afraid that with, what's the whole point? Because even though it's less than four and it's not its own domain, it's exera. If you're going to collect, if you're going to collect or drink directly from a pipe above ten, from a pipe above ten, uh, directly when it's less than four, you'll drink when it's even four, and then you're going from what? From the private domain of the pipe, which is ten high and four into the public domain. So that'll be a problem. Okay. Uh, yeah. One more. We learned in a Mishnah. Okay, let's say I have, a, I have a, a, a water hole, a pit, a cistern in the public domain, and its rim is ten high. 
Okay, so the rule is So if you have a window above it in a private house, you can you can fill your your you, you fill the water. You can take water directly from the well. Okay, in through the in the window into the house in the private domain to the private domain. Now, why is that? Because you're saying, well, well, since the since the rim of the of the bore is ten high, it's a private. It, it, it not it, not only is the private domain, but you're lifting the water above ten from the public domain. So the rim forces you to take the water. The second it comes out of the private domain, the the bore and its rim, it's already above ten in the public domain. Okay, uh, and from above ten is it is an exempt place. So you're carrying it from the private of the of the of the water well. Okay, above ten through a, through an exempt place into your house, which is a private. So private to private, private the well to the house, private through an exempt place is permissible to carry. Another case. Let's say I had. A, let's say I have a a trash heap. Okay, in a public domain, which is ten high, which means which is a private domain. Shalgaba, a window that's above that, a private domain. You can throw your water out from your private domain of your house into the trash heap that's ten high on Shabbos, private to private, or through the exempt space uh, of the of the uh, above ten. Okay, now uh, says the Gemara. But my kingdom, what's the case? Why do you have to have a pit that's with with a rim ten high? If the pit is is next to the window, it's within four tzvachim, so the area between is negligible and won't really be considered a rishus harabim. It's unusable. There's only less than four tzvachim. It's not a usable space. Why did the rim have to be ten high in order to allow me to, to fill from the from the from the water hole into the into the house? Okay, since the since the space between the between the the water hole and the house is less than four tzvachim, it itself even even below ten is is, is, is an exempt space. So even if I took it out of the well, ten, ten, the, the whole water hole, ten, 10 deep, and directly along the ground up to, up to the window, it'd still be from a private to private through an exempt space because the, the area of the Shishwab is too small to be a Shishwab, it's an exempt space. says, I'll tell you what the case is. But Muflagin said, you're right. We're talking where the space between the water hole and the house is, is more than four Tzvachim. So then, so then you're carrying, see, if it weren't above 10, you'd be going through from private to private through the public domain, that would be forbidden. Okay, okay, it says, Bimuflagim in Akosla, but it has to be where it's, where it's distance from the wall for Tzvachim. I have a time of Dikuchiyasar. So now the only way that can be permissible is because the rim is 10 high. So now that the rim is 10 high, not only, not, not only are you going from private to private, but you're going, you see, you're, since you're going, even though the space between the house and the, and the, and the, and the water hole is big enough to be a public domain, a meaningful one. But since you have to get, you can't get out of the hole till you go above the ten of the rim. So you're above ten in the public domain. That's an exempt space. Ten above the above the public domain is exempt space. You're going from private to private through exempt space, and and and, and it's fine. I hold like a chuya sar, but if the, but if but on the other hand, but if the rim was not ten, then he would be carrying from private to private through the public domain and you would be transgressing from the Torah. Okay, I think maybe, uh, yeah. Okay, Rabbi Yochan Amar, no. Rabbi Yochan says, no. He says, no what? I can even say that you needed this, that we had the case where the rim is 10 high, is even when, even when it's within four tzvachim. Even when the space between the, between the hole and the house is not meaningful, you still have to have a rim 10 high. Why, but it still talks about a case of 10 high. It's teaching us the bar It's really for a different reason. It's not where the rim, where it's letting me know that the hole and the, and the rim together Okay, are sufficient to make it ten high. 
And that we don't say that, that since the rim is separate, they don't go together. So really, it's just a normal case. It's weird that they're within four, and it's letting me know that I can still, but I still, need, I still need the pit to be 10 deep to be a private domain. Otherwise, I'm taking for the public domain. And the pit is a public, public, private domain. As long as between the, the depth of the hole and the height of the, of the rim, you get 10. It's just letting me know that that's good enough to make it a private domain. And that, I think, is a good stopping place. Everyone have a wonderful day.